You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. What's going on? It's John Brown. Just reminding you guys, you can hit us up anytime on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. And remember, we are on the air every Saturday morning on phillygoflow.com, 8 a.m. We're getting excited, all right? We're getting pumped. Getting ready for the Super Bowl. It's about a little over a week away, and we're feeling good. So we needed to talk a little bit more about this. So I had to dig deep into my personal Rolodex of close personal friends and people who work in the industry, in the entertainment, in the sports industry, who really, really like me. All right? So I had to do that, and I had to call in a favor. So I had to bring in my good friend, you know, she, you know, me and this girl go way, way back. All right. Like, like we go back like 20, like 20, 30 years. Um, we used to play in the sandbox. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we we used to drink Kool-Aid and, and all, all stuff like anything you would do with an old friend. All right, I'm pouring it on really thick. All right. I'm lying. But I have known her for a long time. She is a good friend of mine. We're going to talk Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, Amber Theo Harris from the NFL Network is here. Amber, what's going on? What's going on? It's so good to be on your podcast. I mean, it's hard to get booked on this podcast. Yeah, my yeah, agents yeah. have been reaching out. You haven't returned my calls. I thought we went back. We do go back, and, and I have been trying to take their calls. But look, you know, I finally was able to pay those cell phone bills and get my phone turned back on. <laughs> so we've been, so I can finally get you on the show. You know, I I had a backlog. You know, I understand, and I wasn't taking your calls because I wasn't sure who that number was, and it probably was going. I thought it was a bill collector. My, oh, okay. My, yeah. So not much has changed since we were together in Baltimore. Nothing. So absolutely nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is good to hear your voice. It's great to have you on. So let's let's jump right into it. Now you've been at the NFL Network since 2012. So you've covered you've covered a couple of Super Bowls now. Let me ask you yeah. this: What is your favorite thing about covering the Super Bowl? Um, you know, I think for me it is. I never take it for granted um, how cool it is to have the opportunity to not just cover the biggest sporting event in the world other than the Olympics and maybe the Premier League championship, Um, but to, you know, I I cover it, but I have a chance to just be there and have all access and, you know, NFL Network does it right. You know, we have, we're, we're ushered around so we get to see all the different venues. We work at all the different venues. We really get a feel for the city. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, you and I talk about this going back to Baltimore. I'm just a kid from Maryland. Mm-hmm. You know, I never dreamed I'd be covering. This is, I think my sixth Super Bowl. Now I never even thought I'd be able to have access to a Super Bowl or get into a Super mm-hmm. Bowl in my life. I can remember the Redskins played in, uh, in 83 and my dad used, you know, I don't know how long he had to be saving money, but he bought tickets for him and his friend to go. And it's like everybody in the neighborhood thought it was the biggest deal in the world to go to Tampa for the Redskins to play the Super Bowl. So I just thought that was something like you had to save your life savings to do. And I would never get to do it ever in my life. And every time I go, I still feel very lucky to be there. Now, you have, now we talked about you 
going to the Super Bowl, going coming to the NFL Network in 2012. You came from mm-hmm. you came to the NFL Network from Baltimore, so you got an opportunity to cover a Super Bowl with a team and an organization that you had spent years covering. What is that like to see people that you have seen since the very beginning, the beginning of camp, you saw them at the start of their journey. What is it like to see that team now in the Super Bowl playing playing for an opportunity to win a championship? It was it was awesome. I mean, I had covered I covered the Ravens for 9 years and you were with me at Fox 45 in Baltimore. And you know, even though Baltimore's a, a good-sized city, it's still pretty much a working class town and everybody knows everybody and the football team and the Orioles that's what brings that city together and when you're a part of that organization when you're part of the Ravens you really do feel like you're embedded in the city Um, I can remember the Ravens security head of security were all Baltimore police officers and I was a single woman living alone in Baltimore and they would send squad cars around to check check on my house um, just to see if I was okay so the Ravens were family to me um, Steve Bashotti has always been wonderful to me. And to go to NFL Network, I, I worked that training camp that year, of, uh, you know, July of 2012. I went and auditioned in August, and I got the job at NFL Network in September. So I started the season with the Ravens. Then I ended the season with NFL Network in New Orleans, covering the Ravens at the Super Bowl. And it also made me look good because here I was on air trying to prove myself on this national network. And I had all this intricate knowledge and background and in-depth knowledge of this team that I had been embedded in for so long. So it made my first Super Bowl, which can be very overwhelming. It made it very easy. And also, you know, the players would come up to me and give me interviews and it just really, it, it, it made me look good. Um, you know, Joe Flacco, I had covered him since his rookie mm-hmm. year, and Ray Rice was there, and, you know, Terrell Suggs. I mean, me and Terrell Suggs went back to when he was drafted, and oh, yeah. I think he was drafted in three. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see those guys that I had known and, and saw them come into the league, for me, it's like we almost grew up together because I was a young 20-something reporter at the time. Um, and then by the time they went to the Super Bowl, um, I just felt like I was I was a part of it, and how dramatic that Super Bowl was mm. with the lights going out and and you know Colin Kaepernick and the Forty ers and having this young guy um, that was going to beat us, and it was just it was just awesome. It was I felt like I was part of something really special. And again, to this day, I feel like sometimes timing just works out, and I was really lucky to have that happen in my life. Oh yeah, I was I was back in Philadelphia the second time the Ravens won the Super Bowl. But I was in Baltimore, living in Baltimore, working in Baltimore in 2001 when they won their first Super Bowl. And I tell I tell all my friends around town, you know, it's like, I like the Ravens. I think, they're, you know, they're, they're a good team. They're a likable team. I, I always thought that first Super Bowl team was a very likable team and very one that compared to teams in Philly that I had cheered for over the years. You know, they had personality mm-hmm. and, you know, they had, you know, coming from Philadelphia, growing up in the Buddy Ryan era, you know, I love mm-hmm. those good, de- you know, those smash mouth defense first teams. And that's what I yeah. appreciate. And then, well, then we had Rex yeah. Ryan at the time, mm-hmm. you know, so you were familiar with that kind of defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, what I appreciated about that was I was working at Fox 45 when they launched their morning news. And one of their mm-hmm. first guests on the morning news was David uh, David Modell. You know, God bless his yeah. memory. But he let me hold the Super Bowl trophy. 
And yeah. I always t- I always tell people, you know, it's like, you know, I, I loved it. It, w- it was a great opportunity. But for me, you know, liking, you know, it was, it's one thing to like the Ravens, but the Eagles were always my team. So it was like, this is real cool to hold a Super Bowl trophy. But what I want, I want to hold the Eagles trophy. You know, I need I, well, I need I this for myself. Everybody's so excited right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Philadelphia fans. Well, and 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 it and it's it is it's, it's very you know it it's a fever pitch, and that kind of brings me to the game itself. Like we we all know that Tom Brady is the goat. You know, he's the greatest mm-hmm. of all time, and if he's not the greatest of all time, he's a player who's in the conversation. If he's not the greatest, he's the guy sitting next to the greatest. But yeah, well, he's the most winningest, and mm-hmm. that that you can't take away. Yeah, oh, he yeah. has more hardware than anybody else. And so, what what conversations do you want to have? Do you want to have a numbers conversation? Then you put Marino in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, do you have a style conversation? You know, I don't know. Then you do you put in um, uh, Montana? I, you know, for me, it's just like you in the. You're there to win the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you play it as our as term Edwards, right? Like yeah. you play to win the game, and he's won more than anybody else. And so I don't care what you think about individual stats or mm-hmm. individual. You just like the way they played the game. Tom Brady's won more, and I know it's tough for people in Philly to like him, and it's definitely tough for people in Baltimore to like <laughs> him. Um, but you can't deny it. Yeah. I mean, he put that that argument to rest last year, mm-hmm. no, and now I, he's going for six. Now he's going for six, and and honestly, I I I feel like I put him at the greatest because we're talking about a player playing for six, and you know mm-hmm. whether he wins or not, this is still a guy who's been to what now? This is now his eighth Super Bowl. So yeah. so, and it's funny because I had this conversation with Steve Weissman. Uh, pretty much the same time last year, and he said part mm-hmm. of you know it's it's not just winning it, but it's also getting there, getting being able to play at this level, you know, so many it's times in your you know so many times in your career. And he was talking about how in that in his mind it helps solidify the fact that Tom Brady is the greatest. But I say mm-hmm. all I say all that to ask you know to I guess to put it to you like this: there is a belief now here in Philly amongst Eagles fans that if there is a time to beat Tom Brady, it would be now where he's a little bit older. Maybe this team doesn't have as many weapons as it has in the past. So if there is but a when t- has he ever had weapons? I mean, true, like, true. Like when has he ever, I mean, it's, he's had Gronk, mm-hmm. you know, he had Moss, but like, really that's, that's what's most impressive about Tom Brady is there's not been a Scotty Pippen. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have that one person that you can say, yeah, what, without the defense, or yeah, without X, without Jerry Rice, Montana wouldn't be. Like, they're, they're just, it, he, he continuously gets it done without mm-hmm. weapons. Like, no, um, no Julian Edelman, no problem. No Gronk a couple years ago, no problem. Like, he just keeps winning. He just keeps and, But yes, but I think maybe, I, I get what you're saying. Now yeah. is the time to beat him. But you, you've heard the term, Act like you've been there before, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's hard to act like you've been there before when you haven't been there before. And the Eagles haven't. And they're a phenomenal team. But mm-hmm. there is, I've seen this. I've covered football for almost 20 years now. If you've been there before, mm-hmm. you have a leg up on the team that has not been there before. And that's just a fact. The, the Patriots know how to win in the playoffs. And we saw that with Jacksonville uh, last weekend. 
that Jacksonville had the lead, they might have even been the better team. But they, they didn't know how to keep the foot on the gas pedal at the end of the game. And that's when Tom Brady and them put their that's foot not, on the gas oh, pedal. Yeah. No, nah, that scared thing. me, you know, because that was cl- that was classic Brady. That was classic Brady, mm-hmm. and you saw you saw a team, you know, basically have. You've, I mean, basically, you've now seen this two straight years in the playoffs. It started with Atlanta last year in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then Jacksonville in the conference championship. Have you know having a team where you, thinking you have a team where you need them, thinking you have a team right where they're supposed to be. And you're on the cusp of winning it all, or at least having a chance to win it all. And Tom Brady just comes back and just—he's Tom Brady. So you know it—it's scary, you know. And that—that's the reality. It's like, like there's there's an excitement of fans here saying, "Hey, you know what? We have a chance. We could do this. We can beat him. We can beat the Patriots." But then there's also, "Oh crap, that's Tom Brady," you know. And, and that, I think that mystique and that aura can be a mental um, handy, you know, almost a handicap for the opposing team. Like, you just know in the back of your head, it doesn't matter how far ahead you get, Tom Brady can always come from behind. And that's one of the mental hurdles that the Eagles are going to have to get over. And I know the, the Eagles, they know their game plan. They know you have to hit Tom Brady. You know, they, they know um, that you have to bring pressure against him, and that's a way to get him off balance. But I've never seen a team, I haven't seen a team recently, um, be able to do that through four quarters. It's like nobody can figure out how to do that. And, and I feel like when, when teams get ahead of the Patriots, they say, oh, great, you know what, this is, we didn't expect this. You know, okay, we're here. And then they get a little conservative like Jacksonville did. Jacksonville is a team that doesn't wait for a receiver to catch a ball and then tackle them. They're a, they're a team that goes for the interception. Mm-hmm. They're a team that goes after the quarterback. Once they got ahead, they stopped taking those chances. They got conservative. Um, remember coming off, I mean, even in the, before the halftime, like coming off the field. with taking uh, the knees, what, yep. like, Yeah, f- I, I forget, 40 seconds, 50 seconds left mm-hmm. on the clock. Um, so I think I don't know what it is mentally that makes these other teams. They study film of where other teams failed. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you think that the Eagles are going to be looking at, at Jacksonville and what happened? Yeah, um, don't you think Jacksonville looked at what the Titans failed at, but they can't figure out how to get through four quarters. And last week I was in the, um, I was in Robert Kraft's uh, skybox at the game because Willie McGinnis is my co-anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in there and it's just amazing. The, the calm even when they're down. I mean, they're upset, but the calm of like, it's not over. They're still a lot. They just have this confidence and this swag that can only come from going to, I mean, that was Mr. Kraft's 14th AFC championship game. And I know the Eagles have a lot of swag, but I just, it's tough to compete with that. I've just seen it too many times. Oh, I understand. We've all seen it. We've all watched it and it, it and it scares us. And it's like, we, to shift things a little bit, we all know about Brady and we know about Gronk. And I'm speaking mm-hmm. under the assumption that Gronk will play. You know, I'm not a doctor or anything. I understand, He's you know, the serious of, of of a concussion. I just think there's no way he doesn't play. Yeah, he'll yeah, play. Yeah. He'll be there. There's but, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. But that that being said, do you could you give me 
in your opinion, a player who's not Brady and not Gronk that the Eagles should worry about or you think that will could give the Eagles a lot of fits uh, come Sunday? Um, did, you see Danny, did you see Danny Amendola yeah. against uh, the best defense of the NFL last week? <sighs> did I? Did <laughs> man. Against the best pass defense mm-hmm. in the NFL? Not just best defense, best pass defense. And a little tiny receiver lit them up. That's what the Patriots do well is the guy that – you know, you're not going to focus on, yeah, you're going to try to double-team uh, Gronk, and you're going to try to focus on him and eliminate him, but then they've got other guys that just can step up and beat you. Um, and one thing I have to give the Eagles credit for was, I'm just going off the top of my head, I've, I've, I've traveled around the country um, so much the last couple of weeks covering the playoffs, but mm-hmm. going into the divisional round, um, going up against, um, why am I blanking right now? Uh, it was the first, uh, the it was first game of the playoffs. Yep. I'm sorry. Sir. Oh, yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, played the Falcons. And, and yep. here they were the underdogs to a number six seed Falcons team, which was pretty embarrassing. Because mm-hmm. um, nobody believed in Nick and Foles. Nick Foles no? All the odds makers. Nobody believed that this team could win without Carson Wentz. Because we did see... Uh, what happened in you know week 15 and 16. We saw that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do understand where people came from thinking clearly this is a drop-off in production. But the Eagles front office, the Eagles coaches, coaching staff deserve so much credit for changing the game plan and adapting. And they, I'll tell you one thing, the Eagles outcoached the Falcons in that game. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have a lot of faith in the Eagles going up against the Patriots. I think – if anything, this coaching staff has been one of the most impressive, impressive coaching staffs as far as making adjustments for the adversity that they have had um, and being able to tailor to the teams that they are playing against. And that's going to be very, very valuable. Um, I know that the, the, them being the underdog to the number six seed mm-hmm. was actually a good thing. I, I'm, I'm good friends yeah, was- with Joe Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, the VP of personnel for the Eagles. Um, I, I spoke at his wedding. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how okay. much I know him. Um, and, you know, I was over at his house the night before the game, and we were talking. I said, how's everything in the building? And she said, it's been really tense, which has been a good thing. Mm. We were a little bit loose coming into the playoffs, and us being the underdog has pissed people off. Mm. And it's it's caused us to tighten up, and we don't want to be embarrassed like that. And boy, if they didn't come out against that Falcons team and just look like they had they had a plan in place. And so I think this is going to be a very prepared Eagles team. I, I know that much. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm excited to see. And I love the veteran pieces with the Eagles. I love what they did in the offseason where all of us were saying, Tori Smith, really? Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, Alshon Jeffery? Uh, you bring in Chris Long, I mean, Jay Adai. It didn't make sense to the people on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't huge names. They were good names, but maybe some people thought, what, what do they still have to offer? I think what that personnel department did was a great job of knowing what their poor youth players were in Carson Wentz. Um, they, you know, like Eric Blunt, bringing him. I mean, they just put the right pieces around, and it has turned out, well, and I think even with Carson Wentz out and they fold in, you know, they still have a tough running game. Like, you know, Garrett Blunt can run the ball. They still, the defense didn't go away the day that 
Carson um, Wentz got hurt. Carson yeah. Wentz went down. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I like about this Eagles team, and I, I just I don't think the Patriots are a great team. I've seen great Patriots teams before. Mm-hmm. They were getting beaten by by Jacksonville last week for a number of reasons. So um, I think the Eagles can do it. I would I would like to see I like to see the wealth shared a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe personally, I, I just for parity. Um, I don't have any attachment to either team. I have friends on you know that work in, yeah. in on both teams, and I. I really think um, uh, sorry, my husband's trying to click in. He's just going to have to understand that I'm with John Brown, just, and look, that's look, the now, way it now, is right now. Now, now, now yeah. look, I, look, don't, don't, don't. Neither, neither, neither of us need to get kicked out of a happy home. All right, look, I, I ain't trying to, <laughs> I, I ain't trying to get you in trouble with the Mister. You know, look, I don't need no angry dude. Like, hey, man, my wife said I had to wait because he was, he was talking to you. Like, look, you know, <laughs> sir. I, look, we're we're just friends. I I haven't seen Amber in about in in, in years. Uh, you know, we're just some friends who, who talk on Twitter every now and then. You know, that's it. That's it. I don't want Mrs. Brown after me either. So, I, but, I mean, look, I don't. I'm want, about, I am about to Lavar follow him. Exactly. Stop calling when I'm on the phone. I don't want Mrs. Brown after. I don't want Mrs. Brown after me. I don't look. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not I worried about what she's going to do to you. I do know you, and I know that you you would have you probably you did marry a tiger. I know you would marry oh, any doormat. Like, oh you got God. too much swag. You needed somebody that to, to to match that swag, and I'm sure she doesn't play. No, she does not play. Not, your button line exactly. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. It, it just 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 in <laughs> case it, she's right? listening. Yes, yes. All, all that <laughs> times ten. Uh, I, I I love my wife. She's great, and and she's a she's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> but but real quick, it's, uh, you know, you've covered football for a long time. You're a football fan. You've watched it closely with the NFL Network for a couple of years. Now, how do you feel? How do you feel like this matchup? This Eagles team and this Patriots team, how does this match up compare to Super Bowls you've covered and Super Bowls you've uh, watched in the past? Oh, my gosh. You have me going back over so many Super Bowls. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of matchups in the past. You know, I, I, um, I'm trying to think of games where I saw the Patriots get uh, look vulnerable. Um so I mean, you you have to think about uh, the Super Bowl in Arizona with mm-hmm. the Seahawks and the Patriots. I know the Patriots won that game, um, but that was a really really good defense. They had the le- the Legion of Boom, but more importantly, um, that defense had a lot of depth at linebacker and 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 a strong defensive line and and. I remember that Seahawks defense so much was paid attention to the secondary. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's always important. But what a lot of people lost with that defense was the depth of the front seven. Uh, going going back to that Super Bowl 40, uh, was it 49? Yeah, I believe yeah. it's 49. Um, and I think this Eagles defense is, is you know, has a, has a real stout uh, front seven. And that's something I'm excited to see what kind of pressure I think there's there is there a um, a team that can hit Brady often and that can get him off his groove and we saw he got hit a lot more this year than in years past and we saw a Tom Brady that 
did not look like Superman all of the time. Mm. Um, and so I think maybe, you know, if I was the Eagles defense, I'm not a coach, but I'd be looking a lot at what the Seahawks did in that Super Bowl. Um, and was it, the a- it was the AFC championship game where the Broncos played the Patriots in 2015, I believe, okay. on the way to Super Bowl 50. Um, that Broncos defense and Von Miller, um, he terrorized Tom Brady uh, during that AFC championship game. If I, You're asking me to remember off the top of my head, and you know I'm old <laughs> and I've seen a lot of football. Oh, but I do remember thinking if there is a formula, Von Miller has it. So that's what, if I'm the Eagles defense, that's, of course, we're going to try to stop Gronk. Um, but I think the key all starts with pressuring Brady and getting him off of his game. Um, now, as far as the, you know, you have to remember that that Patriots defense is, is a very strong defense. Now, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of holes in that defense where they took a lot of plays off against Jacksonville, especially in the third quarter, where you kind of wondered, you know, where were they? What was going on? Um, I think Chung got beat a couple times. I'm trying to think who else. Um, uh, they were making uh, Marquise Lee look like a star at some point. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, it's a very good defense with the Patriots. But I, I do think, especially if the Eagles get ahead, maybe they can run the ball and, and control the clock um, and try to, get, try to maintain a lead, which nobody's been able to do. The Falcons couldn't do it in the Super Bowl, and we just saw the Jags couldn't do it. Um, but it, it all starts with, with with Tom Brady. How do you get him off his game? And that's hard to do. Yeah, very hard. The matchup's going to be the Eagles front seven versus Tom Brady. Oh man, it's such a, it's such and a that, seesaw because there there are times when you're thinking about it, and it, it, it's part of what eats at you with this whole thing being two weeks. You know, you as a fan, mm-hmm. you go back and forth. There are times when you're like, oh my goodness, we can do this. This can happen. And then there's other times it's like, oh man. It's not looking good. Um, uh, so you know. It, but see, you're you're falling into that mistake. You're yeah. falling into that Tom Brady. Oh, I don't know if this can happen. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think. I, I think Jacksonville. What I like. One thing they did well. Their problem, like I said, is they didn't finish. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was the one team that might be able to beat Tom Brady, and that was because. They didn't give a you-know-what. They had zero to give. And they they were young and almost dumb. You know, young mm-hmm. and dumb, and, hey, we got this swag, this Jacksonville swag, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And they that almost worked. It almost worked. Um, but their youth and their inexperience got overshadowed by Tom Brady's experience and yeah. his ability to come back in the fourth quarter. But I think if, if the Eagles can – they're they're more of a veteran team, so they're not going to have that young and dumb attitude, that mm-hmm. blind swag. But I think if they can come in with that kind of confidence, like Brady's got to go down at some time, and we're the team that's going to do it, and not get caught up in that mystique and not second guess themselves, they they can't do they just can't afford to do it because Tom Brady will eat them up. All right, I'm here here with Amber Theo Harris from the NFL Network. Now, before we let you go. Just real quick, you said you get you get to Minnesota on Monday, right? Monday or Tuesday? I get there Tuesday night. I'll be on air. I'll be on air Wednesday. All right. Maybe you can help me in this issue that I have had 
with people I've talked to this week. What is there to do in Minnesota? <laughs> I have no idea. It, it's definitely a Super Bowl that I'm not super pumped about. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm sure Minneapolis is great. I've been yeah. there, but I've really never gone outside. The last time I was there was two years ago in the playoffs mm-hmm. when it was minus 11, and me and Nate Burleson were doing live shots all morning with these crazy Nordic Vikings people that were like with their shirts off and we were dying. I, I mean, just, you know, I'm from the East coast. It's not like I'm some LA cream mm-hmm. puff, but I was dying out there. So I don't think a lot of the festivities are planned for outside in Minnesota. I, I, I hope but I think we're going to see the inside of a lot of buildings and mm-hmm. restaurants and, uh, but you know, there's super good parties. There's great musical guests playing at a lot yeah. of different parties. Um, I don't go to a lot of them because I have to work. Mm-hmm. So you can't really party too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the people people think it's so cool to work for the NFL, but you have to understand when it's you're at it's still a job. Yeah. Work. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you can't be out till three in the morning drinking alcohol and then show up with no voice <laughs> the next day, which happens to everybody. You see, I, I see more like pack the prednisone, trying mm-hmm. to get broadcasters' voices back from being at you know the uh, the Snoop party. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think I think that's one thing some rookie people covering the Super Bowl, if I if I can help them give them advice, I'd say pace yourself. It's a long way to Sunday. I I understand. I understand. It just seems like like there's going to be a lot of imported fun in Minnesota. There's not there's not going to be there's, there's there's nothing really genuine genuinely Minnesotan you know to do you know other than, yeah, I mean, we don't other than just be cold. Anymore. Yeah, you don't know it's yeah. no prints, you know. Or maybe maybe you can find like Morris Day or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Sheena E is she still around? Some somewhere. I I don't know. But well, look, right after this Super Bowl, we have Atlanta, Miami, and LA. So those are going to be off the chain. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of people that get to cover the Super Bowls, they do it in rotations with producers and stuff. They send half the producers, then the other half have to wait till next year. So people all the, were all, all, all the yeah, all, all the rookies or is that all the all the rookies and the newbies? You know, all, all the new people that they're the ones that that, that are here. You know, us. Yeah, they're going this year. Mm-hmm. They're going this year. All the veterans will show up in Atlanta. Like, you know, Atlanta's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. So that. They always bring it. Whatever sporting event, whether it's the Olympics or the NBA All-Star oh, Game, yeah. Atlanta brings it. There's a couple of cities that are just great. Like, New Orleans is the best Super Bowl city, mm-hmm. like, hands down. It's just the best. Yeah. Um, now, I haven't seen Miami yet, but I hear Tampa's pretty sick, too. But, hey, look, I don't want to diss Minnesota. I'm sure <laughs> Minneapolis is going to go all out. I'm excited uh, to see what they have to offer. I, I, I'm and sure I'm, it I'm is. I'm going to test out the local flavor and, you know, check out some restaurants. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. No, I, I understand. And you can say that because, you know, you you are not tied to either, you know, New England or Philly. You know, you're you're coming from L.A., but you know you're you're born you were born in Maryland, born and raised in Maryland. So you know you you have to be fair. You know Philly yeah. fans, we've had this beef all week with Minnesota, so we don't care about them. You know I, you know you mm-hmm. cannot say that. So Amber is not dissing Minnesota because she no. respects what Minnesota has to offer. I don't give a damn about Minnesota. <laughs> all right, I, I, look, I, I I don't care about y'all. You know I'm I'm not thinking I about y'all. You exactly. guys do not mess around in Philly. <laughs> I mean, they are some tough. They are, I remember my dad getting hit in the head. Uh, he went to the vet with a Redskins jersey. Uh, oh, got hit in the head with oh a hot no. Dog. 
Yeah. Right. So, oh, you know, no, no, no. Rough. You know, that's traumatizing so, for so, a girl. I, 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 I apologize, Mr. Theo Harris. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that, oh, oh, you know. Now, now understand something, because, because it's your dad, you know, I feel bad and I apologize. Anybody else's dad, like, hey, man, serves him right. Wearing you know, the next, jersey, next time, know. next time, change your shirt. You know, but but because it's because it's your dad, like oh, I'm sorry, and I apologize so, you for know that. What? I love Philly. I love yeah. Philly. I grew up. I grew up going to basketball camp up there. Oh, I would yeah. take the train every summer, and I had my Philly girls, and they they make them tough up there. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that much. But if you want your kids to get good at basketball. Send them to a camp in West Philly, and they will get better at basketball, and they will learn that life is not easy. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll get better. They'll get better at basketball, and they'll get better at running because that's what they're, yeah, you're going to do. And, <laughs> running. Yeah, my uh, talking game yes. went up dramatically, and so did my running. Yes, skills. running, uh, ducking, um, hiding. Yeah. You, you you do a lot of that in West <laughs> Philly. You know, it's all good. Amber, thanks thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Anytime, John. It's great to catch up with you. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Theo Harris from the NFL Network. Just want to remind you guys, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. All right. Once again, that's at BITW Sports. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. 